Ooh, nice and crispy right on the right at the start of the episode. Poppy, what's going on, brother? How are we feeling today? I'm still feeling a little sleepy, to be honest with you, man. But still I'm, a little sleepy. But I'm hanging in there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday outside. We're here. It's beautiful out. It's well, nice outside. Motherfucker, it's cloudy. It's still, it's still nice outside. It's still cloudy. Doesn't mean it ain't nice. It's still a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We out here. We having fun. I know we're streaming. I don't know why the uh, the chat isn't up for us, but it is what it is. But hey, you're a little sleepy, but other than that, how you doing today? Hanging in there. Yeah. How was the weekend? Well, I mean, it was kind of like I didn't really want it to end just because I, uh, you know, it was on vacation. Fair. So Sunday night was my first day. First night back at work since vacation, and that was just miserable. So, like, the anticipation <laughs> leading up to it was, like, really, really, like, unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But it is what it is. We all can't live on constant vacation. We and could pay, try. And pay bills. Those are the those, those are the two keys. At least if, if you're able to, I don't know how to yet. Hit me up. Let me know how. Um, a legal way. I'm not trying to do anything illegal. But anyway, that's about the point. Fair enough. How are you? I was good. I'm good. Uh, weekend was good. Too damn quick. Always is. Sunday was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all, all the moms. I know we said it Friday, but mm-hmm. we'll reiterate that again. Had some dinner with my mom. That was good. Uh, that was a good dinner. Had some steaks on the grill. Very nice. Cooked to perfection. A little bit of pink still in the middle. Nice and tender. It's great. Yeah, like, you know, it's crazy. Talking talking about steak, I always thought that I had to have, like, well done. But, like, as I've matured, like, like red meat in general, right? As I've matured, I realized that if it's a little bit more than, like, medium, I'm not, like, a, not, like going crazy over it. I prefer my steaks. I'll ask for medium rare. Knowing that most places are gonna overcook it a little bit, unless Texas Red House, Texas like a, an achievable restaurant to go to, like Texas Red House, Texas Red House is pretty good about it. Yeah, if it's if it's a nice place like that, I'll order it medium. That's how I prefer it. You know, nice medium steak that takes me that takes me places. Right. If I'm getting a burger, give it to me uh, like medium well, little more done with the ground beef versus the steak. I've gotten I've gotten to a point where I have to take it straight medium all the time. <laughs> Pause. All right. Well, look. <laughs> listen. You're 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 the one who went directly there. All right. You can't blame me. I can. And I did. <laughs> you can't. Oh, I just did. No burger medium. Well, that's that's me right there. Steak though, give it to me medium. I used to order it medium well all the time, but now I'm. I don't know. I think it's I think it's just something that's. Like it's matured with age, as I have matured. Yeah, as I have matured, I'm kind of like I'm okay with the possibility of getting food poisoning. It's a day off work. Yeah, it's a day. It's a day. It's a missing bit of days wages. But I got PTO. It is. I do have PTO. Yeah, we're good. Uh, but no, it was good. Saturday was a real. Uh... Kind of cruddy day. It rained. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a good portion of the day where I was the only one awake in the house. Sarah was sleeping. All the cats were sleeping. 
I was just awake playing MLB The Show. I regret making the character that I did. Okay, tell me why. Because I decided to go with like a defensive oh, you uh, told me this. right yeah. fielder. Thinking like, oh, dude, I'm just going to play in the outfield. And I'm just going to gun people out. No. My character has an absolute wet noodle of an arm. You got to start hitting them curls, bro. Dude, like, I legitimately think I have a stronger arm right now <laughs> sitting here than my character does in MLB The Show. That's funny. And he's playing double-A baseball. So, I did forget about this, but it is, it, it, it is kind of funny because it's my, it's my own misery, right? <clears throat> so, when we got back from the beach, Steph had a flat. Oh. On the back. We, we, were, we were back... The morning after we came back, we were going to go get up and get, go get breakfast at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. She had a flat. So, no big deal. My car was there. I drove to Chick-fil-A. I drove to work. She got picked up. Every, everything worked out well. Her dad ended up fixing the flat, and everything's, every, everything's fine now. But on Saturday, um, she had a wedding to do. Okay. So, it was in Baltimore. That's where she, that's where she had to go. Uh, she had to go to a Marriott hotel downtown. Okay, so she had to be there. <sighs> fuck, early, really early. Maybe had to be there seven thirty. Okay, maybe seven forty-five. Maybe a little later. I don't know, but but for a Saturday, too damn early, right? Sure. So I asked her. What's the name of the hotel? She said, "The it's the Marriott at the Aaron Harbor. Okay. Like, all right, looked it up. Um, drove her into the city, dropped her off. I'm like, oh, I'll, like, I'll let you know when I get back to your house. I was going back, I was going back to her house and I was going to sleep. Text her when I get back to her house. She FaceTimes me. I'm like, okay. I'm at the wrong hotel. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, what? So, there are two Marriott's in downtown Baltimore. The Marriott Inner Harbor is right by Camden Yards on the other side of the Hilton. Okay. The Marriott that is in the Inner Harbor is named something completely different. Sick. It's like Marriott um, something waterfront. That's the one she was supposed to be at. That's where she was supposed to be at. And, I mean, like, a Marriott's a Marriott. If if you've ever been in one, they're very, like, again, like, for an achievable place to stay at, like, not like a a crazy, like, 10-star hotel or whatever, which don't exist, but um, we know they're nice hotels. Yeah, on, on like interior, the room's very nice. That's where that's where we stayed when we went, went to New York. But the outside of the building, it's like, why would they choose to get ready here of all places? Strange. Going to the other one, I see why they decided to get ready there. But it's weird. So she was telling me that the clients are from Philadelphia. Shows to come to Baltimore to get ready. And see, this is like this is like one thing that if you're not from Baltimore, if you're not from Maryland, or from the Baltimore area, I should say, you don't really understand how far away things are outside of the city. Right. Like, 
Essex, for example. Middle River. Middle River, where my girlfriend lives. It's 20 minutes away from downtown Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But it's like six miles. Sure. So, like, it takes you forever to get out of the damn city, and then it's... And then it's been selling from there. But they were getting... Their their wedding was in Hunt Valley. Right. So, like, you gotta transport this entire damn party from... Damn near Fells Point. Whoo! From Fells all the way to, um... All the way to Hunt Valley. Golly, man. But again, people from Baltimore don't understand, like... How far places are, how how far things are away from the city. Yeah, they're gonna take in the light rail, but the light rail doesn't run that far over into the city. Holy crap, dude! So, yeah, that was that. So yeah, needless to say, um, pissed my girlfriend off Saturday morning. She she told me that she was mad at me in the moment, but she realized that it wasn't completely my fault. I'll admit, was I at fault? Yeah. But then again, I wasn't completely at fault. <laughs> oh, man, what a mess. Because, like, like, of course I'm at fault. I, I drove her to the wrong fucking hotel. But then again, you know, she knew the address of the hotel. She didn't know which one she had to be at. But she, she's like, um, even the Starbucks dude did the same thing. There you go. Went to the other hotel. Say, they go. say it happens all the time. So, did I feel bad? Absolutely. But then I realized, we. I got her there early. She finished early. It was her and another girl for the company that she worked for. So, all was right in the world. But yeah, that was my Saturday. Okay. Yeah, much more eventful than mine. Like I said, I just played demo the show. <laughs> to sum it all up, I forgot all about it because it's kind of like a suppressed memory at this point. Burner. Yeah. Um I don't blame you. Yeah. And then I had to drive her to Ellicott City for a trial for a wedding. Again, didn't mind, got to spend the day with my girlfriend. It was great. But driving all that time is a pain in the ass. And like in Ellicott City, there's nothing for me to go do. You can be a sh- Uber driver in in your part time. I know, I should. Um but, like, there's nothing for me to go do in Ellicott City. So I literally went and got gas, got an energy drink, and then sat in the parking lot and just waited. <laughs> just listened to Lil Durk's new album. No, I don't listen to that shit. <laughs> I had to pick on you for it. I should be listening to NBA Youngboy because apparently everybody everybody be acting crazy for that shit. That's because he called everybody out. I didn't even listen to it. But no. Apparently he called out J. Cole. Wrong decision. Yeah, it was a bold strategy. Bold strategy, but you know the thing is like J like J Cole is so, is like so far advanced in his career now at this point he doesn't give a shit. Like what like what like what does NBA young boy gonna do about gonna do to J Cole? Well, nothing. But the thing is, is this will help J Cole sell more anything, more streams, more whatever. So if he does come back and he bounces back with a response, a little rap beef. J. Cole is going to do better numbers than NBA Youngboy anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, And, like, J. Cole can... J. Cole will finesse his way through a track that NBA won't even realize that half of it is an insult towards him. Yeah. But it will be. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, there might be a day. There might be a day where uh, 
I mean, on his album K.O.D., he made a whole album about Lil... He made a whole track about Lil Pump. Right. Without even mentioning Lil Pump once. But if you knew the beef, you knew it was him. Right. So, I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You got some starry over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. First of all, where the fuck did starry come from? It came out of the cut. Like it's, it's a it's a um, reimagined version of Sierra Mist. It's just rebranded Sierra Mist. It just came out the cut. Like Sarah and I were getting Taco Bell one day, and uh, we ordered her Sierra Mist, and they're like, "Did you mean starry?" We're like, "What?" Yes, uh, starry is just Sierra Mist. Yeah, the guy like asked me if we want to start. I'm like, I, I didn't fucking stutter. I said Sierra Mist. Yeah, no, that's not what I said to him. But right, yeah, they they rebranded Sierra Mist just to be Starry now. I mean, it, it like it tastes no different. It's just different branding, just to switch it up, kind of live it up a little bit. But thing is, it got people talking, got people buying it. Right. Yeah, it's back on the so, market. Yeah, so it's definitely back on the market. This is the sugar free. I kind of fudged up and bought the, a sugar free twelve pack. Um. But I am not hating it. I actually I I like it a lot. I've always been a like CMS fan. Okay. I I, I blasphemy. I almost kind of prefer it over Sprite. <gasps> right. Can 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 be quite blasphemous. But sorry, I'm a big fan. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. Like, and it's like it's, it's like an interesting colored can too. Like CMS was kind of like dull. This is like. Pops. Fair enough. All right, let's get into some sports talk here. Um, big news going on today. Doc Rivers, former Boston Celtics head coach, former Los Angeles Clippers head coach, and now former Philadelphia 76ers head coach. You also forgot former Orlando Magic head coach. No one remembers him for that shit. Well, he was there. Yeah, he was there for it before Stan. Who cares? Should care. No. But yeah, um, Doc Rivers, one of the more respected coaches in the NBA, getting he was fired after his third straight season of being eliminated in the second round. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it last week. You know, the NBA is a very, very unforgiving place for head coaches to be at. Cutthroat. Yeah, it's very cutthroat. And... Something that also happened over the, I believe it was Friday or Saturday, one of the two. The but, day after their series ended. But Monty Williams, he was also fired, uh, relieved of his duties as the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. It's, you know, it's crazy. Over the last three years, Mike Budenholzer, not in this order, but Mike Budenholzer, Doc Rivers, and Monty Williams, they were the three winningest coaches over the last three years in the NBA, all have been fired. Yeah, head coach for the Bucks, 76ers, and the Phoenix Suns. Monty Williams literally won. Coach, of the, Coach year. of the year. Last year. Last year. They were in the finals Yep, two years ago. Won the finals two years ago. No. No, they didn't win. No, um, Budenholzer won it two years ago. Yeah, they lost to the Bucs. Yeah. Who he was just fired as well. Um, I told you Monty was going to get fired. I had a feeling he was gone. There was some buzz around that. And I think I said it a few episodes ago. I Doc Rivers is going to be out the door if he doesn't win this series against Boston. They had the series lead. 3-2. Mm-hmm. They were in Philadelphia. Jalen, Jalen Brown. Well, Jason, Jalen Brown didn't play great either. Jason Tatum shit the bed for three and a half quarters, and you can't close out the series on your home court. I think that was like, that was like the defining moment of like for the upper management, like the GM, owner, everything like that. They were like, hey, you know what? 
how how do you fuck this up? And if you don't win Game Seven, you're out. You're done. Yeah, and and you know you know the thing is that these teams you know they had the expectations. You know if if you look at the Suns, you know that traded for Kevin Durant midseason, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, they have the star power. Star power. There's no reason that they should not be playing in the Western Conference Finals. Well, they have no depth. They traded it all to get Kevin Durant. Well, I I get that, but you know on the on the surface, if you look at it, there's no reason why they should be. With all the star power they have, all the potential scoring possibilities that they have, there's no reason why they should be a second-round exit. Right? The Bucks. You have Giannis. The literal cheat code of the NBA. He was injured uh, in that first round. Very true. He was injured in the first round. Um, But... You know, the team expectations are still there. Drew Holiday was playing really, really good. Chris Middleton is so-so now at this point. Going to be traded. Yeah. I mean, Brooke Lopez had, you know, was one of the best defenders, was the best defender as a big man this past season. I think he got first-team all defense. He did, yeah. Um, Him and Drew Holiday. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, two first-team all-NBA defenders, right? And, uh, you know, you probably would have had a third had Giannis been healthy a little bit more this season. Sure. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know the expectations are there. Same thing with the 76ers. You have the fucking MVP. You have the literal MVP of the league on your team. I think it almost makes you wonder. Did Jokic really deserve it? Well, the thing is, the last four MVPs have not made a Western Conference Final or a Conference Final. Well, it's fair. The two before Embiid were Jokic, and then uh, Curry. Yeah, that's tough. Was it Curry? I don't know. Who won the last four MVPs? Um, well, Jokic won the two previously. Yep, they didn't make it. Um, it was Giannis. Giannis. He didn't, he didn't make the conference finals in 2020. That was bubble year, I believe. Yes. That was bubble buddy. Yeah, that was the bubble year. But yeah, I had a feeling Doc Rivers was going to be out. He's actually... Won a nine-game losing streak to close out, or to um, nine-game losing streak on a clinching, or a game clinching the conference finals. Nine-game losing streak, series a, a series clincher to go to the conference finals. Yep. Yeah. Nine-game losing streak. I mean, two two of his, you know, two of his uh, three final losses of the season have been in Game Seven. Again, you know, the, expe- the expectations are there. You know, you had Jimmy Butler two years ago. They decided to... I don't know if Doc Rivers was there yet. I think that was the year he got there. The, the year D- Jimmy Butler went to Miami. I believe. I, I, could, be, I could be wrong. It, it, he could have gotten there at the same time. But, um, but you know, you have Embiid. You have James Harden, who's a former MVP in, his, in, in himself. Tobias Harris, who has been... Absent, but is, has no reason of being absent. And then you have a young, up and coming star like Tyrese Maxey. You have, and you have, and you had the bench depth too. Oh yeah, right. the The depth is there. There's no reason why you should have lost to the Boston Celtics. Well, so Colin Cowherd, I, I was listening to him this morning, and I think he probably put it best. Doc Rivers is a great culture guy. He yeah. can walk into any organization. And fix that culture. Yeah. Like he walked into Boston and like, he got them right. Boston was a basement dweller at the time. The you know, the Clippers were the laughing stock of fucking LA. Yeah, he got LA the, right. The they time. were a dumpster fire. You know, 
Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia, that was that was already on the upswing. They had the talent, but they just couldn't get everything to like mesh together, like the whole right. Ben Simmons and Bead thing, all of that going on. He made it work some right for right. some reason or another. So he's a great culture guy, but this is a new NBA where you have to make not only in-game adjustments, but in-series adjustments, right? So you look at uh, Darvin Ham of the Lakers, phenomenal in-series adjustments yeah, to beat the Golden State Warriors, which we'll get to that in, in a little bit. Um, Steve Kerr, phenomenal at making in-series adjustments. But it's almost kind of like, uh, the way he described it is it's almost kind of like Bill Belichick of the NBA. Kind of just like stuck in his ways. Yeah. My way worked before. It can work now. And uh, I, I kind of, I see the point. I don't necessarily disagree with it. I mean, the track record's there, right? You know, I mean, Doc Rivers' whole mindset is probably, I've, I've done it once. I've, I've done it once doing it my way. He's probably the biggest name in coaching in the NBA, but it doesn't mean he's the best coach or even the most feared coach. Yeah. I don't know, man. You got the you got the MVP. You can't just you can't go out like you did. I mean, Jason Tatum had a complete like 180 of games. Like game yeah. six, absolute stinker. Sucked it up for three and a half quarters. Game seven. He let Steph Curry live in his glory for about a week. Yeah. Steph Curry broke uh, the record for uh, most points scored in a game seven. Uh, the next round of the playoffs, Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum said, yeah. one up. Scored 51 in a game seven. But yeah. Yeah. Most most ever points in a game seven. And I mean, that kind of, that kind of you know, further proves my point about Jason Tatum too. Uh, being right there is one of the best players in the NBA. That I think they would keep him over Jalen Brown. I thought that they were going to take or keep Tatum over Brown anyway, yeah. but I still like Brown better than Tatum. Brown's just more consistent. He he is, but I will say Jalen Brown will not give you that. 51. I will say also if you give him the opportunity, he could potentially. The thing is at the end of the games, like Jason Tatum takes over and he keeps the ball. Like he does not give Jalen Brown the opportunity. No. You get you get Jalen Brown in the right system and J- give Jalen Brown the opportunity. Give him a little time. It's not gonna be game one. He's gonna figure it out. But give him a little time. I think he could figure it out. It would almost be the same, like the same adjustments that Jalen Brunson made when he got the when he got to the Knicks. Just given given the opportunity to be the front man. Hey, somebody get that kid some help. Jesus, man. What's the Knicks? Well, I know, but you and I called it. We literally said outside of Jalen Brunson, they don't have a consistent score. I think if you go back and check that box score, the other four starting members of the lineup didn't even make as many shots combined as Jalen Brunson did. Interesting. I'm serious. It it was something pathetic like that. Like, Jalen Brunson was the only guy on the court for the Knicks. Let me see here. Yeah, go ahead and pull that up for me. Attempted or made? I think it was made. Yeah, the rest of the starting lineup uh, made five shots. Yeah, he made 14. Five from the field, I should say. Yeah. Randall did go eight eight of nine from the stripe. Barrett went nine of ten. So, I mean, it's not it's not like they weren't not contributing. It's just from the field, they just had no no contributions. Yeah, but, I mean, you got 
you're looking on the other side of the ball. Jimmy Butler, 40. Bam Adebayo, 35. No, um, those are fantasy points, bud. Oh, those are fantasy points. Yeah, Jimmy Butler had 24. Bam at 23. Strauss had 14. There you go. Lowry had 11 off the bench. Perfect. Nobody else from the Knicks is doing that. Josh Hart had 11 off the bench. <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, you know, Julius Randle had 15. R.J. Barrett had 11. Yeah, but they don't have that consistent score outside of Jalen Brunson. That's literally what you and I said right. Friday is that Julius Randle's like a third option. Like, they got to get him a number two over there. Julius Randle should be the third option. Honestly, J- Barrett's probably gone. Um, R.J. Barrett's probably traded. He's going to be part of some package to bring in a, a second guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole problem with R.J. Barrett is, you know, it's been the consistency issues. You know, he's there have been times where he's shown up and people are like, okay. That's why we took him number two. Or number three, whenever he got drafted. I literally said all this last week, too. <laughs> it, literally in the exact order. Um, that girl looks so awkward and confused as to what is going on. Sitting there on the stoop? No, no, no. I was standing there on the Standing stoop. there in the black shirt. Um, Probably because she is. Whatever. Fucker. It's probably like a, a Tinder hookup. With who? I don't know. Who's she talking to? There is a... It's 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 a older lady sitting on the step, but Oh. I can't see. The, uh, the uh, Domino's guy lives there. Maybe she's hooking up with the Domino's guy again. Some free... Uh, some from, from Frieza? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Would you hook up with the Domino's guy for some Frieza? <laughs> no. What if you were down bad enough? I'd have to be really down bad. On both counts. Yeah. For sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean I mean the Knicks they gotta do something. You know, they've been they've been stuck in this mediocrity for the longest time now. I mean this is this is the most successful they have been, and it literally took them by a lot of people's accounts, overpaying a dude, Jalen Brunson, initially. That's what everybody thought. Everybody thought they overpaid get, him to get to get this far. Um, ultimately, it worked out for him. Good for them. Good for Jalen Brunson. Really cashed on his cashed in on his opportunity. Um, but they got to do something. Yeah, they gotta they gotta start making some moves, figuring something out. Um, get that man some help. Goodness gracious! I mean, my man, my man is really, really trying out there. Um, but I know we talked a lot about Doc in, the, in that series. Um, but Monty getting fired. Hmm. Where did the... Uh, I think I just unclicked. You did. Ha ha. do it. I just reclicked it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ha ha. Um, where do the Suns go from here? Will DeAndre Ayton be on the move? Because I think the big thing is like... Ayton and Williams and Monty, they didn't get along. And, you know, I I, th- I think it was the whole thing of, I think Monty saw the potential, just like I think everybody really does in DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I, I, I still think he's a guy who can be one of the best big men in the, in the NBA. For sure. Um, why is he not at the moment? I, I, I really don't know. All the tools are there. I guess it's just a mindset. And maybe Monty Monty's whole thing was... Okay, well, why can't you do this? Well, who's to say it's not the offensive scheme that Monty was putting together? And that's very true also. Like, um, hey, we got these two guards out here. 
they're phenomenal. And now you have fucking Kevin Durant, too. Now we're adding in Kevin Durant. At the time, they had... Um, drawn a blank on their name. Got traded to the Nets. Cam Johnson and uh, Mikael Bridges. Yeah, Mikael and Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, great off the bench. Mikael was a great three for them. Maybe it was just Monty's like offensive game plan that didn't really involve Aiton, but then got pissed at Aiton when he didn't produce. It could have been. Um, as as far as next steps for the team, I really think Aiton's going to be on the move. Um, I think his contract is too high for the production that he's giving them. I think somebody else would be willing to take it on, thinking, okay, look, we can probably we, we might be able, to, be able to figure this out a little bit better. A team with this space in order to facilitate a deal like that. At this point, they have Kevin Durant, who's a max player. Chris Paul is a max player. And Devin, Bo- Devin Booker is a max player. Maybe not all max contracts, but they're all max quality players, right? Yeah. I think a team that would make a lot of sense for DeAndre Ayton to go to is uh, is Houston. Okay. Because Houston, I mean, Houston has, they have a lot of assets that are tradable. And they have the, the space in order to take him on. Um, I mean, right now their two their top two top two players are Jabari Smith and Jalen Green, guys that got back to back drafts. Right, they're really not paying anybody an exorbitant amount. Um, like they have a guy down, they have a guy in Houston. His na- his name is Alperin Sengun. who's a really really good center. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a poor man's Jokic. He does a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, I think he would probably be a really good piece to move to the um to Phoenix in exchange for him. Maybe some draft capital as well. Um, I think that would be a pretty good move. But I think Houston would be a really good move for a really good place for DeAndre Ayton. I also I also think he got him off Chris Paul. Just because like, I get it. Chris Paul is a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it's thirty eight. You know. He had that one good season the year they went to the finals. Mm-hmm. I, th- it almost feels like you have to be getting, you have to get ready to make a move to kind of shift the direction of your franchise. Well, they just got that whole new owner who came in guns hot, decided, all right, we're going to trade for Kevin Durant, right? And I, and I, I think something similar could happen. Um, uh, you, you know, a young guard somewhere that is, um. Maybe wants a little bit more playing time, mm-hmm. wants a little bit bigger of a role, but the team is not willing to do it. Somebody such as um, shit, that was his name. What team? Sixers. The fuck is his name? I don't know. What oh. position? Guard. Maxi. Tyrus Maxey. It wasn't Maxey you were thinking yeah. of? Yeah, Tyrus Maxey. I was going to say Maxey, but I was like, he's got a pretty big role over there. But I think a guy like Tyrese Maxey could want to expand into a bigger role. Maybe, I would say Jalen Brown, but that doesn't make no sense. Because um, they already have a two and a three there, so it's kind of just like a fucking log jam. Um, I don't know, but I think Chris Paul has got to be on the move also. I think... I think you're definitely your definite building blocks right now. Your your number one building block right now is um is obviously Devin Booker. Like him, hate him, it doesn't matter. 
Devin Booker is one of the best scorers in the NBA, no doubt about it. Having Kevin Durant there to take some of the load off of him is going to be a great help as well because Kevin Durant also provides that defensive that defensive versatility. The big thing that the Suns need is they just need a more consistent scoring big man yep. that can play some defense. To be honest with you, Carl Anthony Towns makes perfect sense there. He does, but the only problem with that is you're going from the contract of Ayton to a higher contract of Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, I understand that. I'm just saying that yeah. makes the most sense. Um, I think uh, I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to be on the move as well this offseason. I mean, excuse me. This is going to be a, a busy offseason for sure in the NBA. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to be one. Um... James Harden's going to be out of uh, Philadelphia for sure. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, I think, will be on the move. Chris Paul, Chris will, be Paul. On the move, will more than likely be on the move. Maybe Julius Randle, depending on what the Knicks do. That's tough to say, because I, th- I think Julius Randle does provide a lot of a lot of benefits to, to New York. I just think they would benefit a lot if they had a more consistent threat outside of Julius Randle. I think two shockers you got to watch out for. One more so than the other, but two shockers you got to watch out for here. I'll wait and give you the most shocking one last. Toronto moving off of uh, Siakam. Um, I've been expecting that for a while now. I'm, Kinda, sur- I'm surprised it hasn't happened. I think they're going to hit the reset button. Yeah, hit the reset button. Yeah. Biggest shock I think that could happen. Portland's tired of not just getting just not getting it done. Um Damian Lillard on the move. I would rephrase that. I would I would I would phrase it as Damian Lillard's tired of not getting it done in Portland. Well, it, Dame has this like w- weird gratitude and loyalty to Portland. Same with Bradley Beal to Washington. Well, you know, it, I mean it's almost the same it, I mean it's like okay, well, coming out of high school, Weber State was the only place that gave Dame a shot. Portland was the only place that gave Dame a shot. It makes sense. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a little guy, loyal. He's little a loyal guy. guy you know? He's got to he's got to learn to cut those ties, though. I think Dame is going to be on the move. I think Portland tries to maybe reset this thing. They have a lottery draft pick this year. They're not. They're probably not going to get one of the top five or anything like that. Uh, we saw the odds earlier. We I forget what they were. But so do I. Portland does have a top fourteen pick this year, though. So maybe maybe they try hitting the uh the reset button. Whoa, what's so funny? The Bowie Bay Sox tweeted that's over to cel- celebrate the long awaited ownership change of the Washington Commanders with us on Thursday, May eighteenth. Anyone named Josh or Harris receives a free general admission ticket. Those in team gear will will get discounts with a chance to throw out the first pitch. <laughs> Commander's Ownership Change Celebration, Bowie Bay Sox. That's fantastic. That is funny. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, I think uh, Portland maybe tries to hit the reset button. I mean, they've been... I mean, that's a team that's I think is long overdue for a reset. Because, um, I mean, they're not going anywhere. No. 
they're they're not they're not going anywhere. They've made a lot of questionable decisions. Because I mean, the whole thing is like we still have Damian Lillard. Let's still let's still try to be somewhat competitive, right? And you're not doing enough around him to keep number one to keep him healthy. Sure. You know he 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 takes he takes on way much on way too much responsibility of being the only guy on the court, and who knows? I mean they 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 did draft uh, Shaden Sharp last year, so he could do something with it um, this upcoming season. They do have a pick. I jeez, what the hell are their odds? We're getting the number one. Um, which by the way, NBA lottery is tonight. Ten and a half percent. I think they. I think they're the top five pick. I think. Fair enough. Lottery is tonight. We will find out the top 14 draft picks tonight. Yeah. Um, what is it? Houston, Detroit, and San Antonio. San Antonio have the best odds to get the number one overall pick. Um, so we'll find out where they draft tonight. Should be very, very exciting. Yeah. When it, I mean, when it comes to the NBA, when it comes to the NBA draft, there's really one. There's what really one prospect and one prospect only everybody's talking about. I mentioned him once before on the show. It's Victor Wimbanyama uh, from the Metropolitan 92s, 92ers or some shit like that. It's some weird team name. He's in France. Yeah. Metropolitan 92s. I think that's what the fucking team name is. But yeah, French big man, seven foot five. Um, he's insane. Crazy. Yeah. Handles, shoots the ball well, incredible defender. Um scrawnier than that lamppost over there. Yeah, I mean I mean he I mean he's rail thin, but that's something that's that that's easy to fix. Yeah, once he comes to America, he can definitely put some weight on. Yeah, yeah, put some weight on, they'll get him on a they'll get him on a good meal plan and all and all that type of stuff. Get him to bulk up but not lose any sense of the skill that he has now. So he's definitely gonna be the number one pick. Um, a lot of people are saying that he is the best prospect we have seen come out of the NBA draft since possibly LeBron James. Fair enough. Forgot to mention this earlier. Um, did you hear Doc Rivers after Game 7? Reporter asked him, have you ever seen a performance like that before in your life? Yeah, he said, he goes, he, yes, in the in this building back in 2014. Once before. Yeah, when LeBron, when LeBron scored 45. By, yeah, by a man named LeBron James. 45... What it was forty five, fifteen and five. It was insane. It's the craziest LeBron James performance I've ever seen. Because he was everywhere. That was the game where like the meme of him like mean mugging. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mass LeBron. And ultimately that was that was the game that broke up the Celtics. Yeah. That that what that was the game because ultimately they, that was, it was three two at the time. Uh, Miami beat Boston in Boston. Came back to Miami and then won to go on to the Eastern Conference Finals or the or the NBA Finals. I forget which one it was. I think it was the Finals. Um, regardless, the Heat ended the Heat ended up moving on, winning the title that year. Um, because yeah. sorry, because LeBron was just on another level after losing the year before. Um. But yeah, that was the game that ended up breaking up the Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce trio. And Rajon Rondo. 
He stayed. He stuck around. He a stuck while. around, but yeah, he, was, he, stuck, he stuck around a little while. Walker. Yeah, but LeBron broke up that dynasty, the the Celtics. Um, you know, late two thousands, early twenty tens dynasty. Did LeBron just break up the Golden State Warriors dynasty? It's tough to say. Like, is that is that over? <clears throat> That's really tough to say. Um, of course, you have to give LeBron his flowers, right? LeBron, I mean. I saw a crazy stat today. Jokic is about to be, tonight will be his 60th career playoff game. Mm. This is LeBron James' 65th career conference finals game. (laughs) I mean, he went on a stretch of like nine straight finals appearances, so that makes sense. Uh, Eight straight. Eight straight. Four, Four with Miami, then another four when he got to Cleveland. Yeah. God bless. Which, 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 which is, I mean, it's crazy, crazy to think about. Um, but like I said, you gotta, you gotta give LeBron his flowers, right? So he's always been so dominant when it comes, when it comes to playoff time. This time is no different. Game six in LA, they got the, they got the job done. Um, called it. Well, we both did. Well, I said like early on, like yeah, I think the Lakers close this out in six. They'll win all the home games. They'll lose the one in Golden State, which they did. They got mopped, f- mopped up. Game five in Golden State, they just got hot, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, then went back to Los Angeles. Austin Reeves burying half court shots at the buzzer. Dennis Sh- Schroeder getting ejected for kissing a basketball that yeah. Draymond Green's holding. Um. Is the dynasty over in, in Golden State? I don't know. That's a good question. Because um, there is a rumor that... Well, it's th- this this is not a rumor, but the GM of the Warriors' contract is up. Really? Yeah, his his, his contract is up. Um, there is some questions whether or not he will be returning. Um, I mean, as long as Steph Curry is still in Golden State, they're always going to have a fighting chance. For sure. But... I think I think it's finally caught up with Clay Thompson. I don't think he I don't, he's he's not a guy you can rely on. Oh, dude, he was terrible in that game six, night in and night out. You can, you cannot rely on him anymore. His um, uh, his contract's worth like forty million next year. It's insane. It's insane. Um, so even if you wanted to move off Clay Thompson, that's damn near impossible. Yeah, they would have to like restructure his deal. However, you could I don't even know if you could do that in the in the NBA. I think you just like extend it. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if restructuring is a thing, um, because it's all fully guaranteed. True. It's it, they're all they're all fully guaranteed deals, but um, his contract's atrocious. His play was even worse. You have Draymond, who I don't think anybody knows what the hell's going to go on with him because he was more Draymond was more worried about congratulating LeBron after Game Six than. You know, like trying to be with his team in Game Six. Yeah, that Golden State group is is super super weird. People are saying like, "Oh, you owe it to Clay Thompson to keep him around and let him retire a Warrior. You got to keep those three together, Draymond, Steph, and Clay. Like, you got to keep those three together." But do you? You? I mean, I mean, now nowadays, if there if there's money involved, you don't owe people shit. If what I'm paying, if what I'm paying you is not worth your production on the floor, I don't owe you a fucking thing. Yeah, and it's going to be incredibly tough to ship Clay off to 
a team when he's set to make $40 million a year. Right. Like, you're going to have to send him to bumfuck Egypt where they ain't shit. Right. Like, I don't even know if Orlando would take on that contract. And and the problem is with Clay Thompson is he's never been... What you doing, honey? Just delivering some mail. The door was open yesterday and Ziggy barked at him. Good. Scared the hell out of me. I don't know. But, um, you know, the problem with Clay Thompson is he's never been a number one guy. No, no, he hasn't. He, he's, he's, been, he's been a very, very intimidating number two. I mean, I mean, his game just doesn't translate to being a number one type of guy. He's more so of a catch-and-shoot type of player. Mm-hmm. Yes, you look at games where he scored 50, 40, whatever, whatever his career highs are, but they've all been catch-and-shoot opportunities. If you don't have that guy who can facilitate the ball like Steph Curry does, like Draymond Green does, it's very hard to get those opportunities. As good of a shooter you can be, it's a lot harder to make those shots when somebody's on you as opposed to they find you wide open. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so, no, I mean... I. I you don't owe the you don't owe the, the only person you owe something to is Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry is the only reason why that team is relevant by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but then there's also rumors that people within that uh, Warriors organization are tired of Jordan Poole. So, like, do you move off of him? Do you move off of Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole? Wh- which one do you move off of? The guy that's costing you forty million dollars a year, that's not producing. Or the guy that averages 26 points a game when Steph Curry's not on the floor. Last time I checked, Draymond Green was the one who soiled that relationship. Well, and, and, and I don't think Draymond just punched him just because. But, th- but then again, like, what, like, how bad can someone say something to you to make you want to punch someone in the face? It, like, like it's, it's sports. It probably wasn't one thing. Fair it was enough. it was a collective. Michael Jordan punched a teammate. I mean, I mean, I mean, very fair. But I'm not comparing Michael Jordan to Draymond Green. But yeah, Michael Jordan punched a teammate. And to be honest with you, if you remember with the whole Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole thing, Steph, uh, S- Steve Kerr was not mad that Draymond punched Jordan Poole. He was mad that it got released to the public. Yeah, like when he did the whole press conference, he wasn't like, yeah, you know. Draymond should have done that, blah, blah, blah. He was mad that it got released to the public. He wasn't mad that Draymond punched him. And Draymond's taking shots in the past on his podcast before game six. He's like, yeah, you know, we just need a big game from um, pretty much everybody but Jordan Poole. Like, he named off everybody except Jordan Poole. Clay. He said GP, Gary Payton. Uh, Moses Moody's given us some good minutes. Um... Myself, Steph, but Wig. I, I mean, I mean the whole the whole problem is is that this is now twice that just a to to answer your question, it's Jordan Poole. This is now gonna be this is now gonna be twice where Draymond Green runs a teammate out of town. True. Think about that. Like 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 at what point do you have to sit back and think to yourself, okay, he ran Katie out of town. That could be a million one things as to as as to why it's really number three, boogie. Uh, that's a little less publicized. Oh yeah, it's less public, but but yeah, but but no, it, exactly. Um, but I mean, the whole, I mean, the whole thing with KD, 
they were yelling at each other in the middle of a game. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a game. Kevin Durant leaves the next offseason. Yep, he gone. Next offseason, no thought. Now you're having problems with another teammate, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's fault, Draymond Green's fault. That's not important. The problem is now that you're now forcing another teammate out of town. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about it. When, when two, three, four people have a problem with you, it's not them. Right. Like, it, like it's it, like they're not the problem. It'd be one thing if, like, Jordan Poole was, like, yapping at this person, yapping at that person, yapping at this person, and, like, four different teammates have punched him in the face, like, in practice. Right. That's one thing, right? But I think Draymond Green is the big issue, man. Well, unfortunately, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's the defensive, like, uh, stud that they have there. He's their, like, heart and soul defensively. He's a great spark. He energizes the team. I don't think Draymond Green's going anywhere. But and 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 that's something that's really concerning because if he's like if he's like your best defender on the team, like the guy who you rally around defensively, he hasn't made an All NBA defensive team in years. <laughs> I just work here. I have no idea. You know that's something. That's, I mean, if anything, I think Andrew Wiggins is a better defender than he is. I mean, I told you at the start of the series, I thought Andrew Wiggins was probably the most important piece for the Warriors. Like, what does he bring offensively, defensively? He was going to draw the LeBron James matchup defensively most nights, but then what can he do on the opposite side of the floor in scoring the ball? Right, it's very important. See, the, see, the problem that I have with the NBA is is that players are way too buddy buddy. Oh yeah, in the in, in season NFL it's the same way. MLB guys don't get to see each other as often, but I mean like they'll have conversations throughout, you know, throughout the time. But NBA players are way too buddy buddy with each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I went to the Orioles game, Jorge Mateo was standing out in uh, like just past second base, talking to like Randy Rosarena and like Wander Franco. Like they're just standing there talking, laughing, having a good time. I started yelling for uh, Jorge to cup check one of them. Um, oh my god! Just you know, just out of fun, like Jorge, cup check. Like I know that like they all talk and have fun and like um, you know, there's so many different cultures and ethnicities that play in the MLB. Right. That like Jorge Mateo probably has like three people on the Orioles that speak his language fluently. So, like, he probably grew up playing well, with Wanda Franco. Jorge Mateo is uh, Felix Bautista's interpreter. On the field, yes. On the field, yeah. yeah. He's a fucking interpreter for Felix Bautista. Yeah, when when somebody has to go out to the mound to talk to Felix Bautista, it's it's Jorge has to come in from short. Yeah. <laughs> Jorge has to come in, Adley's coming up, and either the pitching coach or Brandon Hyde is coming out. Yeah. It's five of them standing there. But Jorge has to interpret but, back and forth. But Jorge has to be there. Yeah. All the time. Um, but I don't think Jorge's English is all that great either. Like, I know when he does a post-game like, interview or whatever, um, he has an interpreter there. Fun fact, not Felix Bautista. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I don't think Felix Bautista speaks English. He probably doesn't. I I, I genuinely... He, he has to speak like the most broken English there is. Yeah. You remember when... Uh, I think it was just last year. Stephen A. Smith uh, called out Shohei Otani for not speaking English. 
He's a clown. I do not like Stephen A. Smith. I watch Get Up every morning. There's uh, every Thursday. Um, I don't have to leave for work until like 10 or so, a little bit after. Mm-hmm. As soon as first take comes on, I turn the TV off. I'm not surprised. Every morning. I hate it. Can't stand, can't stand first take. But game one of the Western Conference Finals is tonight. Yes. LeBron James and the well-rested Los Angeles Lakers are going up to Denver to take on the Nuggets. Out to Denver. Kind of up to. Well, I said up because they're 7,000 feet above sea level. Yeah. So I was saying, like, in the, like, literal term of up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's hysterical. Both conference finals are the exact conference finals from the bubble year where everybody said, like, oh, the bubble year doesn't count. It was all whatever, blah, 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 blah. Same four teams a couple years later back in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Lakers, tremendous story. You know, they were 2-10 and ten to start the season, 13th in the fucking West. Dog shit at the trade deadline. Horrible. They were horrible at the trade deadline. Made a bunch of moves. Now here they are, one of the two teams remaining out of the West. Yeah, start from the bottom and now we're here. Um, this is going to be, I think this is going to be a fantastic series. Um, these teams match up really well against each other. Um, Anthony Davis is going to draw the matchup of Jokic. Yeah. Um, I th- I don't know. I really don't know who the Nuggets can put on LeBron, Michael Porter Jr. to be effective, because Michael Porter Jr. is not a defender. Aaron Gordon. Okay, but then I don't know if Aaron like I don't know if Aaron Gordon can keep up with LeBron. Aaron Gordon did a pretty good job of defending Kevin Durant last series. <clears throat> hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be a good series. I mean, this is gonna be a fantastic series. I think this is gonna be better than the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but I think this is gonna be a fantastic series. I still have the Lakers though. I got I, the Lakers in six on this one. I I I think they're I think they're more battle tested. They're ready. They want it more. They have a recipe that's working right now. They do. Win game one, and they just win your home games. They did it against Memphis. They did it against Golden State. And I think they do it again here against the Nuggets. They're going to win game one. Denver has like one more day of rest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not crazy at all. But the rest better benefits the Lakers versus the Nuggets because the Lakers are so much older. Like, they need to give LeBron that rest after that, like, uh, that throwback LeBron performance in game six. Yeah. But I also heard like, there's like, there's like a new narrative going around about LeBron James and Lakers. And we're done comparing today's LeBron to LeBron of past. Like LeBron of past, we expected so much of him, but now LeBron's giving you 25 points a game, 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, five assists, that's a damn good stat line. Yeah. LeBron of past, we'd expect more because that's the that's the bar he set for himself. Right, right. Um, but that stat line is better than Jalen Brown. So, yeah. like, there's a new narrative. We're stopped. We're like, we're done. We're done comparing LeBron of old. Like, old LeBron. Versus LeBron now. I mean, age thirty-eight season. LeBron James is still there, is is your fifth leading scorer in the playoffs right now. Yeah, 
That's insane to think about. He's averaging 23 points in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. When Michael Jordan was 38, he was not averaging 23 in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's a difference. But Denver has one more game of rest, one more day of rest. I think, I think the Lakers win here tonight. They've done really well in game one so far. Like I said, against Memphis and Golden State. Um, they're very lucky it didn't go to seven with Golden State. If it did, I think Denver mops the floor with... Honestly, either, Golden State. Either, yeah, i th- I think it would. I think it would have been either team. Whoever ended up, um, if it went seven, Golden State was winning. <sighs> yeah, I did, I th- I think Steph would have just shot the lights out of the ball. Yeah, but Denver is six and zero at home this postseason. If you count the play in, the Lakers are seven and zero at home. Yeah. So it's really going to come down to who can to who can get those road wins. I think ultimately, I think the Lakers are better equipped to do that. I agree, just because they have that killer in LeBron. And like I told you, man, the Lakers haven't had like they haven't had that home playoff success like this in quite some time. No. The last time they they did this, like I said it was in the bubble. Those LA fans are going nuts. Yeah, that uh that Crypto Bank Arena. Game three, when they come back for the Western Conference Finals, tied 1-1. Good yeah. night. Even if the Lakers don't get it done in game one. Ultimately, I think they do, just because I think, I think they're going to be a little bit more prepared. Well, I just like what Anthony Davis is going to be able to do defensively against Jokic versus the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jokic is not known as a, as a defensive player. Jokic is just... Like a stat, a stat stuffer is like the worst way to describe him because he's so much more than that. He's efficient. He, he's he's a he's a very very efficient stat stuffer. Very efficient, and again, I don't like using that term because that, that's I, that kind of comes with like a negative connotation, right? From like when Russell Westbrook was doing it, everybody said everybody said negative things against Russell Westbrook because he was just oh he's just hunting for the triple double. That's all he's out for. But Jokic genuinely makes his team better with the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes things a hell of a lot easier for everybody else. But the thing is, when it comes time for Anthony Davis to, I think Anthony Davis is more physical than him in the post. Yep. I think he's definitely he's a hell of a lot more athletic than Jokic. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, that that's ultimately going to be the matchup that you have to watch out for. Is that Jokic and Anthony Davis um, matchup? Because there are games where Anthony Davis goes missing too. Yeah, he goes. He goes MIA. It was before the end of that Golden State series. It was every other game. Right. Right. It, it was. It was every other game. It was highs of the highs and lows of the lows. And then it was just like just it was. It just it just kept going the whole time. And it was it was easy to predict what was going to happen. But then again, you just you're like, why the fuck can't you play this way all the time? Right. Like, what is happening? Right. And um, I think Anthony Davis will have a little bit more luck um, against Denver than I think he will against Golden State. Because Golden, Golden State can defend you in, in a multitude of different ways. You can put Draymond on you, and he can be that annoying nuisance. But I think I think really the only person who's as, as athletic 
on Denver as Anthony as Anthony Davis is MPJ Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only one who could really match up with him really well. But again, he doesn't have the size. He does have the size. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is six eleven. I mean, but again, he was he was not known as a defensive player when he came when he, in high school he wasn't a defensive player. Anthony Davis body bag his shit. Right, right. I mean, it, it, he doesn't have the frame, the size. Yes, to to match to match up with Anthony Davis, sure, but he doesn't have the, the frame, which ultimately is where Anthony Davis is so much more advanced than every other big because he has the frame, but also that skill set of of a of a guard. Yeah, I really like the Lakers in this series. I think they just match up very well. Um, their bench pieces, Schroeder, Hachimura, Lonnie Walker. Yeah. They're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of guys who can come off the bench. Like, they're not relying on any one guy. Nope. Which, which, that's, which is dangerous. The only thing, the only bench guy that they're relying on is Jared Vanderbilt to come in and give good defensive minutes. That's it, right? Which he's capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt. He's gonna come in. He's gonna, he's gonna get you those stops when when you need to get stops. Mm-hmm. But offensively, they're not really relying on anyone on any, any one person. LeBron's having his time. LeBron's mm-hmm. LeBron's going for thirty. Anthony Davis is going for thirty. But they're still scoring one hundred and twenty points a game. There's another sixty points that aren't being scored. Yeah, well, I mean, the role players are just taking turns with their time to shine, whether it's Reeves, whether it's D'Lo, whether it's Hachimura, whether it's Lonnie Walker, whether it's Schroeder. Like, they're all just kind of, like, bouncing around, like, whose turn is it today? And ultimately, I think this is going to be the Austin Reeves series. Really? Yeah, I think I think Austin Reeves is going to have a really, really good series. I think this is the guy who... This is going to be really, really weird to say. It's something about him... I think he like this is going to be the guy that LeBron leans on the most. That that team respects him. Yeah, they trust him. They respect him. They trust him, and he's been he's been right here the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's been even. He's he's had moments, but he hasn't had bad moments. He's had moments where he shined, and then he's gone right back to where he was. Don't let him get going. Because that's a guy who that's a guy who's playing for a contract too. Yeah, well, he fired up that crowd game six against the Warriors. Right after he buried that shot, and like he made that shot, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can turn this game off now. Yeah, don't you can't if you're Denver, you you can't let him get going because a guy, I mean, from where he's came from in his in his professional career to where he's at now, he's always had that I have nothing to lose mentality. Hmm. And now he's about to cash in big time. I saw I saw a report that he could that it's projected like a four year eighty eighty million dollar deal. If they play another twelve to fourteen games, the Lakers, that could easily get him in the hundred million dollar range. And I and and he is going to be fighting for every single dollar that he can. And I think Austin Reeves is going to have a hell of a series. The the Lakers will not let another very good albino basketball player walk out of that building. They let Alex Caruso walk, who got like second team all defense. Oh, I would much rather have Austin Reeves over Alex Caruso. Well, I know, but yeah. they got, they let him go. They let him walk. He went to the Bulls. They're not letting Austin Reeves walk. No, too. no. So ultimately, I, I think I think he's going to be the real X factor in the series. I love it. Um, if you're looking on the Denver side, I think the, I think the guy that you got to watch out for because. He's been quiet. 
He's been quiet, but he's still averaging 25 points a game. Jamal Murray. I, I, I like the thought, but I'm going to disagree with you. KCP. Playing the Lakers. They traded him. I think... Uh, I think KCP might he might have a little something extra to play for, but uh, okay, that that's a good point. But at his best, what what's KCP going to get you? Twenty five. Oh, he was kind of balling in Game Six against the Suns with, with the minutes that he's given. He's in the starting lineup. Is he? I didn't I didn't know that. He's there starting too. Okay. Um, yeah, it's Murray, KCP, um, Michael and, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. Interesting. Yeah, Casey Casey Peace is starting too. Another great defender. And and th- that's where I that's where I think um Jamal Murray's gonna have a, a a really big part in the series because he's not gonna have to worry about drawing that matchup of well, it's shitty. Because he's either getting Austin Reeves or he's getting D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. Who people forget about D he could pop off for 30 any given night. Any night. But the thing is, Jamal Murray could go for 50 every game. Jamal Murray could go for 50 every game. Every game. I, I saw a clip from the bubble of him hitting that up and under lab, and I still have no clue how he pulled it off against the Lakers. Couldn't tell you. I still have no clue how he did it. But that is one of the most impressive layups I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's, it's a damn good layup. Yeah. Ultimately, I think I think the Lakers still do get it done. I think the Lakers are going to be representing the West with the NBA NBA title. I agree. Um, game moving, one tonight. Moving on to tomorrow. Game one. Boston, Miami. Eastern Conference Finals. Um, this is going to be tough for you because you love Jimmy Jimmy buckets, and your coworker son play for the Heat. Yeah, but you also love Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I I mean. I really don't really care either way how the series goes. Um, I'm okay with either result. Um, I think I personally, I just want Lakers Celtics for like the old time sakes of like those two historic franchises. Plus like LeBron, Jason Tatum. I mean, personally, I think the Lakers fare better against the Heat versus the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to give the Lakers more more trouble. Yeah. Uh, something about the Lakers and Celtics, like for old time sakes, just, uh, just feels right. Damn. They're giving the heat. No, uh, no chance. No. Plus 1600 to win the title. And the, the, the majority of people who cover the NBA are saying four or five games. This is over. Sweep. Damn. Yeah. They're saying four or five games. This is going to be over. Um, I'm going with Miami. In uh probably six uh, I'm I'm gonna say seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it goes to my I'm I'm gonna say it goes to Miami at seven. Um winning in T D. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, ultimately getting it done in T D Garden. Um they're they're finding ways to get it done. Sure. You're having I mean, Jason Tatum has been I was I was l- I I talk him up as often as I can. He's been playing very very inconsistent in in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When given a chance, everybody sees what he's done. 
51 in Game 7 to advance, right? But he also has the opportunity to put up a stinker like Game 6. Right. But then he'll also turn in the game where he scores 22 points, and he has 19 or 18 of it in the fourth quarter. Right. So, again, that that's insane to think about, that he scored 18 points in, a quarter, in one quarter of an NBA playoff game to keep your team alive. Um, but the Heat are just finding a way to get it done. They seem... The Heat are playing like they literally have nothing to lose. And where I think the series actually does come down to is I think it comes down to the experience of Eric Spolstra over the inexperience of Jim of uh, Joe Mazzola. Okay, I like it. I mean, Joe Mazzola filled in for Ime Adoka halfway through the year. Not even. Very, very early on in the season. But he's never had to coach in a scenario like this. Having guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, that obviously does help immensely. Sure. Right? But Eric Spolstra has been here. He's done it before. I think I think he'll be able to make the adjustments as needed. He has the personnel to make the adjustments. I like I like Miami very close. Very close. I think you I think you're I think we're in for another historic performance by Jason Tatum. At some point in the series, another historic performance. But ultimately, I think it's going to be the consistency of what Jimmy Butler is offering you that is what's going to put Miami over the top. He's averaging the most points in the playoffs right now by a full three points, I believe. Something like that. His consistency is what's going to keep them alive longer. Are the Celtics going to have times where they're, they're, they're hitting every shot, they're not missing, they're playing great? Yes, absolutely. But Jimmy Butler is going to still stay, is going to keep playing at that very high level that he has been. And him averaging 30 every single game, I think is going to outlast guys from the Celtics having to go for 40 just to keep them in the game. It's fair. Um... Both are veteran teams. They've both been here before. They both know what it takes to get it done. Ultimately, I just I, I just like Miami more. That's fair. I think both of these series are kind of go either way series. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, I mean, of course, it's like duh, it's the last four teams available. Like, of course, could go either way. But there are times like you look at series and you're like, okay, this is what I expected to happen, but I don't expect this to last very long. Mm-hmm. Case in point, what was it last year? Atlanta went to the fucking Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, where the hell did that come from? Right. Um, two years ago, Portland did. The Mavs. Yeah, the Mavs. So I mean, like, there, there, there are times where you look at the series and you're like, okay, good on this team. I genuinely think this other team is just going to beat the shit out of them. Like, yeah, they, like they, they this team's no just chance. hot right now. They're hot. They're going to cool off eventually. Mm-hmm. These four teams, the Nuggets have been playing the best out of all the teams. Oh, yeah. That's that's not even up for a fucking discussion. The Nuggets have been playing the best out of every single team. But the Lakers have been playing really, really well. 
been mean, playing the best defense. They've been playing the best defense in the playoffs. Boston just got out of a out of a dog fight. Oh yeah. An absolute dog fight. And Jason Tatum is still showing people like, hey, I'm still here. I may not have been here all series, but when I'm needed, I'm here. And Jimmy Butler's just showing everybody that they're wrong about him. I have no idea who to pick in this matchup. I think I want to go Boston in six. I don't think it's going to be four or five. Miami's in a fight way too hard. I think I just like Boston's defense a little bit more than I like Miami's offense. Hmm. Because it is, it's pretty much a two-man show for the Miami's offense. It's Butler or it's Adebayo. Like, it's those two and then everybody else just kind of fill in the pieces. Yeah. I think I like Boston's defense. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, all taking turns at guarding Jimmy Butler. <clears throat> you can kind of rotate those three um, in there and give him different looks defensively um, and keep guys out of foul trouble. Like, you can you can swap any of those three guys onto Jimmy Butler, and they're going to give you some pretty good defense. I will say this about Jimmy Butler, too. Right now, I think he's on, I think he's unguardable. Well, right, I'll give you that. I, I, I think... I think if there was a, if there was a an award for the best player in the playoffs, I think it should be Butler hands down. It's fair, but you, they can they can rotate these three guys onto him, and and make it tough for him offensively. So I don't know. I think I like Boston in six here. I mean, they did just play Game Seven. I get that, but that was a home Game Seven. Now they're getting a home Game One. Like yeah. they didn't they didn't travel at all. Right. That helps. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. Um. I don't think this is the Jason Tatum show game one. I think this is going to be a team win game one for the for the Celtics, but I think this ultimately goes six. Yeah, I mean, pe- people say that this is going four or five. I th- I think that's crazy. I think I think Miami won the division, right? Crappy division, but but they won it. But but they they still won it. And I think a lot of people do tend to forget about that. Mm-hmm. Miami started the year off hot. Started off as a year really, really good, but injuries caught up and they just and they just started falling off a little bit. I I genuinely think people for, have forgotten about how good Miami actually is. Oh, they're a very good team. Yeah, very very good team. Whether whether they actually do pull it off or not, it's they're not going to get swept. I can assure no. you that Eric Spolstra's the Eric Eric Spolstra making adjustments is good for a game. And if it looks like it ain't going good, Jimmy Butler's at least good for fifty. At least. At least good for 50. Jimmy Butler, 70 points game one. No, I'm kidding. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. That place is good. Ballistic. My co-worker's actually going to the game on Friday. That's sick. I love that. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy. Joe Mazzola actually used to coach against his son. So him and Joe Mazzola are actually good friends. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, he's going to go up. Of course, his friend coaching against his son. Um. Of course, you know where he's leaning, but yeah, um, it's not even a question, right? But it's cool. I mean, me and, me and him talk about it all the time at work. Yeah, um, so it's it's cool. He's excited. I can definitely tell how excited he is. He 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 did tell me that he was hoping he would only have to go to Philly. Fair, right? He was hoping he didn't have to go all the way to Boston. But with that said, he's excited. He'll be there game two. I'm sure he'll be in Miami as well. Um, cheering on the Heat. 
I'm still I'm still gonna rock with the Heat. I mean, set, set my personal feelings aside. I I just think I just think the Heat want it more right now. I think the Heat know they have nothing they have nothing to lose. Nobody thinks they can do it, and I think they're just gonna go out just because of the Jimmy Butler mindset. Jimmy Butler is that whole, has that whole "fuck you, I don't care" mindset, you know. And I think he's gonna go out and he's gonna, I think he's gonna have a great series. Rotating Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum against him—that is an insane rotation of defenders. Oh yeah, three guys who legitimately could be all NBA defenders who who can play good defense, who can play outstanding defense, incredible defense. That Boston may have the best wing defenders in the NBA. I don't think it's in question. Yeah, their 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 wing defense is incredible. Jimmy Butler will find a way to get it done. It's going to be a great series, man. It's going to be a really great series. If Jimmy Butler can find a way to torch the first string starters of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Minnesota, right? So don't take don't t- don't take that too highly. But if you can find a way to torch the first stringers with guys who are borderly bo- borderline G League guys, <laughs> you're welcome for showing you this earlier, <laughs> re bringing it back, right? Up. Um. He can. He's go. He's going to will this team to uh to at least two games. I I can't wait to see at least two. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be an amazing series. Both are going to be really great series. Um, we're going to have bare minimum twelve great games between these two series. I can't wait. Bare minimum eight. <laughs> bare minimum eight. I think both. Te- I I think both teams. I think all four teams are way too good to get swept though. I agree. Bare minimum eight games. I still say at least twelve, but bare minimum eight. All right, we got one more piece of the NBA. This is a real NBA dominant episode. There's just not a whole lot going on in the NFL right now. If 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 you've had conversations with us privately about the podcast, you kind of knew this is this was heading in this direction. It was the same thing last year. Yep. It's a, it's the same thing right now. Um, just not a whole lot to talk about. We haven't learned our lesson. No, neither has um, we talked about. We talked about him earlier. NBA young boy. Well, this is NBA dumb boy, John Morant. Yeah, he, that that motherfucker don't, don't learn a lesson. He needs a parent, not a friend, not a friend, a parent, a parent, because he's just he's not getting it. Earlier he, this year, he flashed a handgun in a club. In a club. Whatever I don't know what I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of handgun it was, but he flashed it, which is illegal in uh, in Denver. Yeah, it got leaked. There was fi- pictures, videos, the whole nine about it, and he got in trouble from the NBA because it goes against their uh, code of conduct. What nothing to leak it was on Instagram Live. There you go. <laughs> but it was against the NBA's code of conduct. Right, right. You can't do it. Um, so he got suspended. He took some team time away from the team. Allegedly, got his mind right. Came back. They made the playoffs. They lost in six to the to the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, LeBron apparently sent this man into a downward spiral. I'm I'm joking, of course. Yeah. Um, John Morant was caught on Instagram Live again, flashing another gun. Another gun. <sighs> and it, I've I've seen a lot of people talking on Twitter about it. The issue isn't whether or not John Morant is allowed to legally own a gun. He probably has his license and is perfectly fine. Yes. That's not an issue. The issue is that the NBA has a very, very big 
problem with brandishing firearms. Yeah, it's just against the NBA's code of conduct. You can't do it. Right. You're you are not allowed to do it under NBA law. Right. In the laws of the NBA, that is something you are not allowed to do. Right. He probably has his permit in Tennessee. I don't know what their gun laws are down there. He probably has his his permit or wherever in the hell he lives. It might not be in Tennessee, but whoever was taking the video on IG Live like, you could tell, as soon as he fucking saw it, he, like, threw the phone down. Right. Like, he knew immediately. He's like, dude, like, he had to look down, like, John, what the fuck are you doing, and, dude? And th- and that's the thing that really blows my mind, is that the people around him have enough sense of, like, what you just did was wrong. But he doesn't. But, and, and that's, the th- he, just, he, he just doesn't get it. And look, I don't want to sit here and, like, drag the young man through the mud. Because, like, at... How old is he? 20, 21, we 22? We say young man because we are older than him. Right. At 22 years old? What, what is he? I'm about to look at him now. Do you think I was making good choices at 22? No. No. God, I, no. I, I definitely was. He's 23. 23. All right. I was making better choices than that at 23. But um, yeah, not, I still wasn't making great choices. Not a lot, though. Not many. Um, but, like, come on, dude. Like, you literally just got in trouble for this three months ago. Yeah. Like, for the same exact thing. It's not even like it was, like off by a little bit it's like hey john you can't show your guns on instagram live okay i won't do it in the club anymore i'll do it in the car no, right. john that's not what we said you just can't do it right like, and like, I, like i've seen people like some people have said oh well what if he was just in his driveway on his own property that's not the point it's not the point you the nba code of conduct is you cannot you can't just be flashing guns on instagram live right and see, like the like the big problem for the NBA is also, you know, j- w- I'm not a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies by any stretch of the imagination. It's fair. I, I'm 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 just not. Dylan Brooks not being there makes it a little bit better. Um, but whether you like it or not, John Morant is one of the faces of the NBA right now. Yeah, he's a young star in the NBA. He's he's very electric to watch. Um, he could touch the rafters at the top of the gym if he wanted to. Like, he could, he bounces out of the gym. And he's incredibly marketable. Incredibly marketable. Especially Powerade. He's, he's got to deal with Powerade. He's Remington. His... Okay. Guy. <laughs> he has his own, he has, his, he has a deal with Powerade. He has his own damn shoe with Nike, right? So, I mean, he... Glock. He... Are you done? No. <laughs> Not Not even close. Why don't we just get him a sponsorship with the U.S. Army? Yeah. Six hour. <laughs> oh, my God. H&K. Why not H&M? He could if he wanted it. Their uh, Bulletproof Vest collection. You know what's crazy is Nike dropped Kyrie Irving for sharing a link to a movie on Amazon or a book on Amazon. That was anti-Semitic. That was anti-Semitic. It was just a link to a book or a video that you could watch if you wanted to. Read it if you wanted to. Don't if you don't. It's fine. It's up to, to you. To to put to put things bluntly, this guy is literally fucking around with his own life. Like he's he's literally just like flashing weapons just just for S's and G's. Right. And like I have no issues with guns. I don't care about that. Like it's just in the, your job there the, is a rule that defines whether you can or cannot do this one thing. Right. And like it, like it's not like the gun isn't even the issue. It's the fact that you were told not to do something once and then 
Not even three months later, you get caught doing it again. Same thing. The same thing. As of now, John Morant has been has been suspended by the Memphis Grizzlies. He's been suspended from all team activities. Doesn't mean a whole lot. It's the fucking offseason now at this point. Right. <sighs> but there are a there are a lot of rumors that he is going that the NBA is going to say, fuck this. The, Grizz- the, the Grizzlies, you dealt with it once. You couldn't fix it. We're going to fix it. Do you think they tell him to take the year off? I don't think they tell him. I don't think they suspend him for a year. I, that that's extreme. I think one time, okay. Two times, now you're now you're just being plain fucking stupid. If you do it a third time, then I think that warrants. Um, you got to take a year away. Two times, I think I think a, a year's a little extreme. I think that would be a little much. Um. I don't. It's it's going to be a significant expense, suspension. I don't think it's going to be half the season. I think anywhere from ten. It was like eight games before. Right, but he was he was suspended by the Grizzlies, I think, for five, and he decided to take another three away. To make sure that he was to make sure he was better. Okay. Um. So he was given five before, I think, a realistic number of what you're going to see him get suspended for. I think it's going to be anywhere from 10 to 25 games. I was going to say 20. I think I think that 15 to 20 is probably the sweet spot. I think 10, you'll have people bitching. 25... You'll have people bitching. You'll have people bitching. If it's in between those two numbers, but, you'll have people bitching. But but I will say this: if it's ten, I if it's ten, I think people will complain about it, but be okay with it. If it's twenty five, I think people will think it's harsh, but I think people will be okay with it. Anything in between there, I don't think is too lax. I don't think it's too harsh. I, people still people are still gonna bitch because they. A lot of people just don't understand what's wrong with this, which is crazy to me. I watched an interview. It's a rapper from ra- rapper from L.A., not 100% sure about his name, but he was doing an interview with somebody, and, they, and he was asked about John Moran and asked about this whole lifestyle that he's trying to portray, mm-hmm. right? And the dude said, I wish John Moran would come hang out with me. Not on some beef shit. Like, not on beef at all. You want to be a part of this lifestyle? I'll show it to you. I mean, I mean, what did John Morant was throwing up gang signs? I don't know if it was blood or if it was crip. I have no idea. I think it was crip because this dude was a crip that that was like 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 an openly a crip. Mm-hmm. Um, the rapper from L.A. And I believe, and I believe he said that you know, not on no beef at all. Come hang out with me for the day. Come see me for the day. I'll show you what this lifestyle is about. And crazy thing is, this wasn't like John Morant never grew up in this environment. He grew like, I mean, John Morant doesn't come doesn't come from riches by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, he wasn't based on what everybody says. He he didn't grow up in a gang filled environment. John Morant's embodying the the Sean Kingston Chong. I could I could take you there. Take you to the tropics or take you to the slums, Shawty. I could take you there. 
Right. And, like, the thing is, like, I don't know why. Because Murray State, you weren't seeing John Moran do this. It's just, like, as soon as you get to fucking Memphis. And, really, it's as soon as you got paid. Yeah. Now you think you're a gangster? Like, come on now. Like, the NBA had a problem with, like, one of the faces of the NBA at the time. One of the best offensive players. Gilbert Arenas got blackballed after this. Mm-hmm. The NBA will not skip a fucking beat if they decide, okay, you're done. Yeah. Yep, you were done with this. In the nation's capital, they did that. The nation's capital. Gilbert Arenas was a little bit more extreme. He literally brought guns to the locker room. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But... That, that, was, that was a little bit different. But the NBA has had such a, such a, a rough past of... You know, character issues. Well, also just the social issues with guns back then were less lesser than what they are now. I think it's the only reason that this is getting more blown out of proportion than what it is. John Moran didn't shoot anybody. He no. wasn't pointing a gun at anybody. He literally just flashed a gun, whether it had a ammo in it or not, whether it was whether it was clear or not, who knows? We have no idea. But it's the fact that it's the rule of the NBA that you cannot do this. We told you once three months ago. Or however long it was, you did it again. Yeah, now here you are doing it again. It's like you say you say fuck around your mom as a twelve year old. She tells you not to say it. Then you say it again. You're gonna get smacked. The punishment's gonna be worse this time. Yeah, the yeah the punishment the punishment is just going to be worse. There's like there's there's no way around it. Like they tell you, hey, that's a bad word. You can't say that. Don't do it again. Right. That was the first. That was the first time for Ja. Now. Now you can get soap in your mouth. Right. And, and like, the problem is, you know, I, I said how marketable he is, but if, if like, if you're a parent, we're, like, we're, we're, we're in a different situation right now, so I, I, don't, I don't know what your answer would be. Because yeah, I'm not a parent. Yeah, I, right. I, I know what my answer would be if somebody asked me this. If my child asked me for, Michael Wilbon said it today on, on, um, Whatever show he was on, I think it was. I think it was Get Up. I could be wrong, but um, he said I will not buy my son John Moran shoes. Yeah, he said we're not spending our family's money on that. Right. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that either. Like th- this guy has. This guy has serious character issues. Yeah, I mean, you have a a son that's looking out to NBA player. Who would you rather him look up to, Steph Curry or John Moran? Right. I mean, both are faces of the fran- or faces of the of the league. Uh, both have their own shoe line. Um, it's you just don't want your son idolizing a guy that's that's flashing weapons. I'd rather have my son idolize my opinion of a dirty player, Chris Paul's about as opposed to John Moran. Yeah, because this and and this this is how it's going to go down. Memphis is not a great city. I don't know. I've never been there. I can't judge them. Like. People people always say how very how dangerous Memphis is. It's not as it's not as bad as Baltimore. Well, um, there's not many that are. No, but um, it's like wrong place, wrong time. This happens again. You'll like you're gonna see a headline. Memphis Grizzlies star star guard John Morant indicted on murder. Jesus, this escalated quickly. But but th- th- this is this is how it's gonna go because like if you're keeping that thing on you, and if you're hanging out with the people that you're hanging out with, that, like the NBA can't tell you 
stop being around them. Yeah, it's up to you. That that's that's entirely up to you, right? That's why I said he needs a parent. Or do what they did, or do what the Rangers did with uh Oh man, what's his name? Their center fielder, Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Hire a babysitter for him. <laughs> Good. But but if you if if you if you have a gun on you and you're hanging out with the people a part of that lifestyle, all it takes is one is one bad opportunity. The same thing happened to Ray Lewis. You're you're gonna you're gonna see the headline. John Morant shot someone and killed him. John Morant was shot and killed. It takes one bad instance. I agree. That that that's that's all it takes, and that's what I don't think John Morant is like grasping. Because just because you and yours have it on you, that doesn't mean that people coming after you aren't going to have it also. They're probably a lot more willing to pull the trigger, too. Oh, they're quick to pull the trigger. Are you kidding me? People with nothing to lose. You have everything to lose at this point. Oh, yeah. $200 million. Generational wealth. Generational wealth. That is that is wealth that I would I would do anything to get that type of money. A lot of people would. Yeah. And here you are. You ha- you have this golden ticket. You are that guy. You worked hard to get here. You worked incredibly hard to get here. From nothing to something. A zero-star prospect going to Murray State. Turns into the number two overall draft pick. And one of the best players in the league. It takes three seconds to fuck it up. That's all. T- and, and right now, the first clip is the second long. Mm-hmm. This one was a second long. Takes three seconds to fuck it up. That's all. That's all it takes. And you, and if it if this happens again, which I guarantee you, at some point it will. This season, he'll learn his lesson. He'll stay low. You won't hear nothing from him. At some point, this shit always happens again. And you're done. I was just gonna say you're gonna see the headlines. Uh, Star point guard John Morant released from the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies after another video surfaces, blah, 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 whatever. Conduct, conduct detrimental to the team. Yep. And that'll completely void their contract. Yep. Completely voids it. They could do it now if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they really could. And, you know, the thing is, they, they even had a, te- a team meeting before the first instance where Steven Adams got in everyone's grill about... Going out, clubbing, partying, all that shit, and then here, and then here you see John Morant on IG Live now twice holding a gun. It's Stephen Haddam's asking for a trade. It's crazy. Yeah, look, John, we're not trying to drag you through the mud, buddy. You just got to do better. Like you know better. It's time to do better. And 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 you have people looking up to you. You have people who expect better. It's time to put the big boy pants on. Make big boy decisions and stop trying to be somebody you're not. It is what it is. That's wild, man. Wild. All right, we got two more topics to touch on in the NFL, just real quick. Uh, Matt Ryan, former MVP of the NFL, former quarterback, lost 28 to 3. That's enough. Blew the, blew the lead there. Had to, had to throw it in there where I could. <clears throat> we'll be working for CBS next year. Yeah. He's going over to the broadcasting side. I don't think he's broadcasting, but I think he's working on like the panel, like the pregame panel. Yeah, he's not not announcing his retirement 
he even said that in this tweet when he announced that he was joining the CBS team. Um, he's strictly just, I don't know, if, again, I don't know if he's calling games or if he's just going to be you know, doing pregame, but now he's starting to transition into into the next stage of his career. I don't know who would give Matt Ryan a call. He's mid, done. Midway through the season. I think I think he's probably done as well. Um, unless there's a fucking catastrophe of of a quarterback situation that somebody needs him, but um, maybe Miami, maybe Miami. Who knows? He um, actually do really well down there. Well, neither know. here nor there. Yeah, neither here nor there. Um, in other news, a uh, guy who we've talked about a few times on the show, spurned the Ravens of a contract to go join the Minnesota Vikings. Zedaria Smith won in the trade; it was granted. He is now a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they gave away, it was Zadarius Smith, and... It was five pieces total involved. It was Zadarius Smith, and then... Um, a seventh, I think, or a sixth for two-fifths and a seventh, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it was a little bit weird, but again... Um, Zadarius Smith is going to be lining up on the other side of Miles Garrett. Not really a fan of that as a Ravens fan. To be honest with you, they said... Um, the same thing for Jadavian Clowney. Said the same thing about Clowney. I'm I'm not enti- I'm not entirely too worried about it. Um, you know, Miles Garrett has never really had a whole lot of luck against the Ravens. Surprisingly, it's fair. He's never he's never been like a major game wrecker against the Ravens, which has always surprised me. Because he is a major game wrecker. Because he is. He, he like we just happen to like catch him on the week where he's not going to do a whole lot, so we're in good shape. But um, but yeah, him and um him and Darius Smith. They're going to be going uh, tandem and tandem for the upcoming season. Um, does that give the Browns the best one-two punch in the AFC North for pass rush? Yeah, yeah. You think it's better than um, T.J. Watt and Alex Smith? Yes. Do you? okay. Just curious. And and simply because I think Zadari Smith outweighs High Smith. Much more than T.J. Watt outweighs Miles Garrett. T.J. Watt is better than Miles Garrett as, as a, just a pure pass rusher. Mm. Um, but Zedaria Smith is much better than High Smith. Okay. Just curious, any thoughts about that? That that was kind of just a question out of left field, and I just I just didn't know what your thoughts were. I mean, I personally thought you were going to say Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt. Well, I mean, Cam Hayward is not really a pass rusher. He's more of just like an interior type of guy. Like pass rush has never been his forte. You know, fair. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. He fucking can. He gets there. He's he he's been one who's given the Ravens a lot of fucking troubles over the years. That bastard. Um, but all, but ultimately, I think um, I I don't really think Zadarius Smith's going to be. Until I, until I've seen otherwise, I mean, you would you would think with Miles Garrett being on one side and another guy with immense talent being on the other side, you would just think that it it makes a lot of sense. But it didn't work for Clowney. They gave him more than one year too. True. Um, he's still a free agent. He is still a free agent. Um, so, yeah, that is that. Also, that, one more thing I do want to add in case in case you haven't in case you haven't noticed or not, there are uh, there are a lot of people who are looking into this. Stenson Bennett's been at Georgia since 2017 and has not graduated college. Probably wasn't the focus. PhD. Probably wasn't the focus there. I'm just saying that's not good. He was probably focused on on. Touching bums and winning championships, which we know he at least did one of them. That's true. All I'm saying probably wasn't the focus. Good point. But 2017, 
it's fine. If you don't think about it, it's okay. Just don't think about it. I think Stetson Bennett is my age. Because if he enrolled in Georgia in 2017, that means he had to graduate in 2016, right? Probably, yeah. That's not good. I'm 25. I don't have a college degree. I went to college for a semester. He probably took one course a semester, and they were probably all bullshit. He probably didn't even do half the work. Fair. I don't think the education was ever the, the goal for him. Like I said, I think he was there to, to touch bums and win championships. Remember that clip of the one college quarterback? I forget. I think it was EJ Manuel was in uh, was in his college dorm room with uh, three of the chicks who were helping him study. Legendary. That's Riz. That that is Riz. That is Riz. All right, let's get on out of here on a Tuesday. Um, we'll see you guys on Friday. Hope you all have a good week. Stay safe. Make good choices. And uh, hopefully, we got some more NFL news for you on Friday. Fingers crossed. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens throughout the week. We may have to manufacture some uh, some talking points. Some talking points. Uh, we've had no problem doing it before. We'll do it again if we have to. Absolutely. Well, y'all have a good week. Stay safe, and uh, we'll catch you guys on Friday. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you.